You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's right. It is Mariners Pod. Welcome back. The Mariners on fire. They beat San Diego yesterday 2-0 behind Logan Gilbert, who was sensational. The Mariners have won six in a row. They've nestled up just two games behind the Blue Jays for the final wildcard spot and has been the best team in baseball, along with Baltimore, since July 1st. And Baltimore will come in this weekend, so a very fun few days coming up at T-Mobile Park. Uh, Speaking of fun, today on Mariners Pod, I think you'll really enjoy this. Matt Brash has been huge for the Mariners out of the bullpen this year. In fact, the Mariners pitching in general, has been sensational. Matt Brash has been a big part of that. Aaron and I had a chance to have a long chat with the Mariners reliever, Matt Brash. Hey, we are really curious what the Blue Jays series is like for you at home. You're out there in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's just a bunch of Mariners fans lined up watching you guys in the pen. That's not the case when the Blue Jays come to town as a proud Canadian. <laughs> uh, what's the interaction like there? Yeah, no, it's also it's always very uh, different when the Jays come in town just because usually it's almost like 50-50 crowd-wise. Like, Jays have their side and we have their side. So um, me and some of the guys were actually joking. I think someone went to the bathroom and then they came out and the crowd was cheering and you can't even tell. Like, <laughs> usually when the crowd's cheering, it means we scored a run or did something good and we're like, what happened there? And I think the Jays got a hit or something. So <laughs> it's just like, um, it's just like funny things like that. But for me personally, um, I always really enjoy playing the Jays, obviously watching them growing up and all that. And, um, I always seem to come to the game in big spots too against the Jays. I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah, it's always a really close series between the, us and them. I feel like our teams match up really well. And, um, I just love seeing that ballpark filled out. So, um, it's always a good time. Do you get, uh, friendly heckled by Blue Jays fans? <laughs> I feel like Blue Jays fans are pretty nice. Even like when we're at the Rogers Center, when they're like a uh, new bullpen, the fans are like mm-hmm. right on top of you when you're warming up. I pitch all three games and I had, I mean, some guys will get on you a little bit. Guys have had too much to drink, but for the most part, I've been uh, not too much. Like no one, I don't think too many people know I'm Canadian either. So like, I don't get like heckled that way either. So it's been pretty easy for me. Yeah. What was that trip like back for you? Yeah, I mean, it it was really special for me. I had a lot of friends and family come out. So last year when we went to the playoffs, it was kind of short notice. Um, so I I live in Kingston, which is like probably a three-hour drive to Toronto. And um, it was kind of hard to plan last minute like that. So this time when I knew I was going, I had like uh, a lot of like aunts and uncles. And like my nine-year-old grandma came out, first time she's ever seen me. So she took like the train from Kingston up and then like walked to the stadium. And I got to see all of them on the field after and stuff. So it was pretty cool to just have all those people there instead of um, – it was just, like, my mom, my dad, and my sister in the playoffs. So it was cool to have, like, all of them and then some friends from college and stuff too. So um, it's always it's always special to go back to Toronto for sure. Had your grandmother ever seen you pitch in pro ball? Maybe not the big leagues, but was this the first time ever since oh, being yeah. drafted? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't even know the last time she saw me pitch. She's a big Jays fan too, which is funny. She watches all the Jays <laughs> games. She loves, like, Vladdy and Bo and all them. So um, I think she was a little conflicted, but it, it was just cool that she got to come out and uh, just got to see some family that I haven't seen in a long time. So, yeah. I know I saw your – your mom and dad in Detroit at one point. Uh, yeah. How often do they get to make the trek out to Seattle and watch you pitch? I mean, they're newly retired, so 
Um, I where did I see them? I saw them uh, in Cleveland and Baltimore. Um, they came up for that one, and they're like, now that they're retired, they want to come to like every game and stuff. So uh, they've come into Seattle a couple times. So spring training, I was with them for a while, and then they actually drove my car down to Seattle. Um, and they stayed for the home opening series there. So that was last time in Seattle. It's just a, it's a long way. So sure. they tried to do the, the East Coast ones more. You've had such an interesting year. As we had talked about it, we felt like you were early in the season, like the unluckiest pitcher in baseball. It's obviously turned around and you've put together a great year. Yeah. But going through that, knowing that you're pitching really well, right? The mm-hmm. things you're doing are great but some balls are falling in. How do you stay with what you're doing mentally and not let some bad luck affect what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it was really hard for me at the beginning of the year because I did feel like I was throwing the ball really well. Mm -hmm. Like, my velo was up. My slider was really good. I was throwing more strikes than I did last year. I was in the zone more. I was getting more swing and miss. I was doing – my walks were down. And then I was just – I was giving up these hits that – I mean, I gave up some hard hit balls and Mm – had some outings where I didn't have my best stuff, but I still feel like I was competing and I was giving up these weaker contact hits, and it it does wear on you a little bit. I was like, every time I don't strike out a guy, it's a hit. And I feel like I started to do a little bit too much maybe. I was like, I have to strike out this guy or this guy's going to get on, especially when I'm coming with runners on all the time and stuff. So it kind of just took me a while to realize, like, I can't control any of that. So this past, like, month, I feel like it's probably been the best I've I've thrown in the big leagues. Um, I'm just really focusing on getting ahead of hitters and whatever happens after that. Like if I give up a weak hit or if I give up a line drive, like I execute, I got ahead, I did what I need to do, and um, I can't really control the other stuff. So I think that was the biggest part. But, yeah, it was definitely something I'd never gone through before. Usually I pride myself on not giving up a lot of hits and, like, like high strikeouts and stuff. Like that's what I want to be as a pitcher. And when all those hits were falling, it was definitely a, a mental block kind of for a little bit but I feel like now I'm I feel really good and I'm locating and doing everything I need to do if we can play armchair general manager for a second with Matt Brash you fit this really unique role for your manager Scott Service that a lot of managers wish they had a Matt Brash that they could put in these very specific pockets in the yeah. game if Scott dating back to last year has called you his pivot man I mean you know what your role is you come yeah. in with traffic on base normally following the starter I mean, you, you have been a starter in your professional career and briefly in the major leagues. You have stuff that could profile as a ninth-inning guy. But your skill set to be able to strike out anybody at any time is this incredible position for this team. Do you feel like this role, which is so uniquely Matt Brash, is the perfect fit for what the team needs and the skills that you possess? Yeah, I, I feel like it is unique just the way we run our bullpen in general but we do such a good job at it and I feel like coming in with runners on at first I was like wow like I kind of want a clean inning here every <laughs> once in a while you know what I mean but I understand that that's a big part of why we're really good and why our pitching staff is so good is that everyone picks each other up and now I, I do pride myself coming in and not scoring these guys runs and kind of doing my job and if that's with runners on all the time then that's what it is but yeah it, it's definitely a, a special role and um, it's a really big challenge for me, and I like doing it. And, I mean, I'm I'm kind of just here to help this team win games, and if that's my role, then I'm just going to go and do it. What do you feel like you've learned the most about yourself going through this for the full season this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think what we were talking about earlier about the hits falling, mm-hmm. that took a lot for me. That was probably my lowest, like, 
baseball point there. Like, obviously, my numbers weren't great, but it was also just, like, I, I didn't feel like, like myself, kind of, like, the confidence was down a little bit and all that. So I feel like I've learned a lot already this year. Even though it's my second year of baseball, it feels like I've been in the league for a long time. I've been through a lot of different roles, a lot of different <laughs> spots, like, emotions. So I feel like this past month I've felt the best I've felt in the big leagues and almost in baseball. I feel really good. Um, I feel like my stuff's been really good. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been a journey this year already, but I feel like I'm in a good spot. And I feel like this team's in a good spot to just kind of take off. It's a game built around failure, whether yeah. you're a hitter or a pitcher. Have you come up with a way to process the failure? Because no matter how great you are, it will happen. Mm -hmm. I, I realized that the other day. So I, I was on this really good streak, and I felt really good, and I gave up a couple runs last outing. And I kind of took it to the next day, and people were asking me, like, are you all right? Like, I kind of wasn't myself, and I was like, yeah, I'm just stuck on this outing. And they're like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, you haven't given up a run in a month or whatever it was. And they're like, it's going to happen. Like, you're going to fail. And um, that is the biggest part of this game. So, like, even through college in the minors, I had a pretty, like, smooth sailing. Like, I always kind of dominated did my thing. And I was a starter, so it was a little different. Like, if I had a bad outing, I had days to – process it and kind of move on after that and after five days you don't even remember what happened but as a reliever I could be in there the next day and a lot of times I am so um, I'm definitely learning to put that aside and look back at my outing and see what I did well and what I didn't do well and then just focus on the next day and like like that didn't happen so I'm trying to just take it one pitch at a time one outing at a time and just go and do my job and that's the biggest part of it but it's hard like I still you have a bad outing like I was one pitch away last outing I was like just make a better pitch there and everything's fine but I mean I can't control that now so mm -hmm. I'm kind of just trying to move on from that your arsenal we know I mean the slider's wicked the fastball as well it's interesting because you're always, as we talked about you're always dropped into these high pressure situations right yeah. and we know you working on the cutter going to this year curveball as well mm -hmm. how do you strike that balance of hey you're trying to get out you're going with your best stuff but also working in some other pitches that you're working on too. Like where where is the balance there yeah. for you? Yeah, it's been it's been hard this year for me to kinda not work on what I have wanted to work on, but um kind of focus on other things. So when I'm coming in, in these high leverage situations, it's almost like I gotta throw my best stuff. I mm -hmm. gotta get strikeouts, I gotta get these outs. So um I'm throwing my fastball, my slider. Uh my curveball hasn't been as good as um maybe I've wanted it this year. I feel like throwing a lot of sliders at the beginning of the year, so the curveball kind of was in my back pocket and I wasn't throwing as much, so I haven't had the greatest feel for it. I've been working really hard to get that back uh, in catch play and stuff, so I'll probably start throwing that again, especially the lefties. But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm coming in here. I'm going to throw my best stuff. Um, I've been super happy with my fastball this year. I feel like it's been better than it ever has, my location and velo and just everything on it. So, But, yeah, it, it's kind of like I'm coming in I'm just – I'm just trying to get out. So I'm competing with my best stuff, and whatever I got that day, I got. How do you improve your curveball playing catch? <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's kind of I've, I've been messing around. We, we do like athletic throwing program here a little bit, so it's more instead of just your regular just playing catch, it's like moving around, getting your grip quick, uh, throwing on the run, doing different stuff like that. Maybe like long tossing it a little bit, but I've been throwing it in the pen a little more, simulating like left-handed hitters because I've been really good against righties this year, but. I'm um, not quite as good against lefties as I want to be, like putting them away, uh, like getting strikeouts on them. So I've been uh, simulating some lefties in my like pen before the game and stuff like that. Uh, just more of an emphasis on um, what I want to do, like my plan A against lefties. And a lot of times that starts with 
curveball or maybe trying to get a swing and miss on curveball? I think fans have a hard time relating or understanding to whether it be a hitter who says, you know, I, there's something in my swing that's out of sync or a pitcher you saying that your curveball hasn't been what it was uh, last year and your, your feel of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the person on their couch, they're saying, Matt, it's the same ball, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, your grip has not, not changed. Like, yeah. how, how does that disappear? Can you explain? Because it happens to everybody in this yeah. game regardless of position. How does that happen? I mean, it, 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 for pitching and for me specifically, it's such a feel thing. So when the ball feels really tight in my hand, like half the reason I throw my slider so hard is because I, I grip it really hard. I throw it just like a fastball. But the reason I get movement on it is just because my grip is just offset from a fastball a little bit. So for me, it, it's such a it's such a feel thing pitching that when I don't, uh, the ball doesn't feel a certain way in my hand. Like with my curveball right now, it doesn't feel as tight, so it feels like it's popping on me a little bit, and I'm losing it up, and I'm leaving it in the middle of the plate a lot in two strike counts. So that was half the reason I started to go away from it because in these two strike counts, I was giving up hits, and I, I don't do that. Like when I get to two strikes, I'm I'm putting guys away. Uh, so I kind of got away from that, and it, it it's it's really hard to get back into that when we're throwing so much and. I've been in a lot of games this year, so I'm trying not to throw too much in catch play and stuff. So it's just about repetitions. I've, I've thrown my slider and fastball so much, I feel really confident in those. But in game, I haven't thrown my curveball that much. So when your adrenaline's going and like you're in there, it, it's a different beast than just throwing in the bullpen. Like in the bullpen, I can flip one in there for a strike on command. But when I'm in game and like I'm sweating and then I got to make a good pitch here, and I haven't thrown this curveball in games very much that. It's it's definitely a different mindset, a different feel in your hand. It's just about getting it more often in game, and I, I'm trying to do that. But it's hard in some of these spots when I I gotta make a I gotta make a pitch. I'm gonna throw my best pitch. You know, what I mean, I'm gonna throw my slider over the curveball. Yeah. Is the bearded Matt Brash here to stay? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been messing around with it, and uh, when Devin Sweet got called up, he he cut my hair in the minors, so I got him to like shape up my beard a little bit. Got got a haircut from him, so I don't know, man. I'm trying trying something new and. Um, I was throwing really well with it, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, is there a line for Devin's Barbershop, or are you the only customer? <laughs> I think Dev's had some guys so far. It's, it's convenient, him just on the road, and he does a great job, and uh, it's just nice to catch up with him and stuff. But, yeah, he's, he's cut my hair and a lot of these guys' hairs for a lot of years. We were having a, a fun talk with Jerry DePoto the other day off the air in the booth, and we were talking about uh, pitchers who we felt most confident in fielding a ground ball mm. and throwing to first base. Yeah. And your name came up. Really? Now, we know. I mean, you're not that far removed, Matt, from your days <laughs> over at shortstop, I'm right? pretty far. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it's been way too long for that. No, it was funny. We actually took uh, we took some ground balls at uh, in Seattle after catch play the other day, and um, some of the guys were feeling it, and I didn't do great. Really? To be honest. Yeah. I, I've always I played shortstop, but I was just good because I had a good arm. So I just knocked the ball down <laughs> and rip it across the diamond. <laughs> I feel the ground ball. I'm terrible. If it's like way off in the hole and I have to like run and get it and throw it on the run, I could do that. But if it's right at me, I'm probably clanking it or something. So I don't know if I'd trust me out there. To be honest. Really? Yeah. You've made some good plays, man. That's just just being an athlete and I don't have to think about it but if I was like had a ball hit right to me and had to make a play I don't know okay give me the top three pitchers by athlete ranking on our team uh, yeah on the staff bullpen or starters the whole team? the oh, whole God. shebang and you feel free I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get in trouble now you're a humble man you know but feel free to include yourself in this list oh I'm gonna get in trouble with this one nobody nobody listens to our <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fine that's true you're fine. Um, top three athletes 
I'm gonna put Dev, who just got called okay. up. Dev, Dev, sweet. He's a strong guy, and he he's athletic. I'm gonna put, I put George in there. He seems like he's good at every sport, like so golf we've, or so we've heard. anything. Ping pong. Yeah, he seems to just pick it up. So I'll put George in there. Definitely not putting Paul in there. No offense, <laughs> Paul. I've never. I don't think Paul even took girl balls when we took girl balls. So. <laughs> I'll put Paul there. I think. Yeah, I I I probably put myself in there just nice. for maybe, feel, maybe an outfielder or something like that. I feel like um, on the periphery of this list, would Brian Wu make the list? Oh yeah, I forgot about Wu's up there too. I mean, he he seems we very good. At, we he seems some very athletic. I mean, Bryce is up there too. Bryce is a super good athlete, like okay. twitchy. His reason he throws so hard, like. We got a lot of all the, all the younger guys are very athletic, like could, twitchy could, athletes. Could you ever dunk? Yeah, I could dunk for oh, sure. Oh, I knew yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I used to play basketball. I used to play baseball in the summer and then basketball all winter. So, like any uh, show dunks or just like ah, get it over and pull it down. Uh, in college, when I we used to play pickup a lot. Okay. Um, after practice, I could I could do some good ones. Not, nothing crazy, but for my height, I can I can get up there pretty uh, good. Would, uh, what are you six two six one? I don't want to shortchange you. No, <laughs> I mean six one throwing it down is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's no, really impressive. I can get up there. Uh, yeah, I used to be able to. Yeah, d- jump pretty good. I don't know about anymore. I don't jump around too much. But yeah, that's all right. That's yeah. fair. Well, okay. Well, I that's a pr- I think that's a now that we've dissected the. I think the the pitchers for the Mariners are either they're extremes. They're either like tremendously athletic. <laughs> yeah. or it's like don't, don't, do it. don't. You don't want to. I feel like it's like young guys versus old guys. <laughs> Maybe you could kind of put them in two categories there. But the young guys definitely uh, we like to mess around. And my one of my favorite baseball plays is the pitcher catching a pop up. Mm. Have you ever done that in your pro career? Not in college. I did. I actually have a funny story in college. I'd always like make fun of like the outfielders and infielders say like I could do your job and stuff. Not actually, but just like messing messing around with them. And I think it was my draft year. I had a pop up like right in front of me, and I called everybody off. And I I probably missed it by like ten feet. Like, I wasn't even <laughs> close to it, and I don't even remember what happened because I used to when I played shortstop like in high school. So I was pretty good at pop ups. Like I don't think I ever missed one in my whole high school career. And I had this one. I was not even close to it. Like I was right on the mound, and the ball like probably landed in foul territory or something. I missed <laughs> it. And everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Um. So ever since then, I haven't even like tried to call off. Well, they must have had great respect for you if they they knew that you were not even in the vicinity. Either that, or yeah. they, just, they just want you to burn. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I called them all off. It was on me at that point. It was in college, and like that's so you know. What I mean, but yeah. Ever since then, I'm staying away. I'll let I'll let Cal or somebody do that. Someone catch that. When you made the transition, I know you, we joke it was a long time ago, but like most guys who are shortstops. Like they're shortstops, man. Like there's a level of pride mm-hmm. that goes along with that. How much did you kind of pitch on the side before you became a pitcher? And was that transition mentally like, no, I'm I'm a guy with the glove in the field. I mean, well, at, at the position, how, how how hard was that for you? Um, I mean, yeah. Well, when I was younger, I was always I, I I would pitch and then I'd go right to shortstop right after. That's kind of just how we did it. We, we would just play games on weekends, so. Yeah, I I feel like I was always pitcher first. Okay. Kind of. Um, I'd always take more pride in like learning how to pitch, whether it was like developing a curveball or whatever. I'd always like throw my ball. I had like a like a garage and I had a brick wall above my garage and I would just rip like a tennis ball against uh that wall for like hours and hours and hours and I would just like practice being like different pitchers like on the Blue Jays staff. Like I remember it was like Roy Holiday back in the day and stuff like that. I would just like have like a game in my head and I would just pretend to be a pitcher. It was never a shortstop, so. Um, I kind of just from a young age 
kind of always knew I was going to be a pitcher, and I just did a shortstop because we needed a shortstop, <laughs> and I was like kind of athletic and sure. Could, I was never a really good hitter either. It's more just like a slap hitter. I just like beat out a ground ball, like an infield single and stuff like that. So, well, yeah. when when did you know you could throw hard? I feel like it, it's kind of hard just from where I come from because there was not a lot of ball players like. We had like the same nine or ten guys that just played ball every summer, but those guys were we they just played because they're my friends. Like they were hockey guys that would just like we needed a team so they would play. So I always had like a better arm than those guys. But it wasn't until I got um, like in high school I went to like some showcases and stuff like that, uh, and I like I realized like my velo was up there with some like the higher prospects. And then I think it was like grade eleven. Um, or something like that. I started doing some weighted ball stuff, and then my velo just like jumped up really fast, and I got like bigger and stronger and stuff like that. But I kind of always knew from a younger age, just like whether it's playing dodgeball or like whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just I stuff like that. Like, fine yeah, dude, I was nasty at dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they wouldn't even let me like play sometimes and stuff like that. Just, Is that a real? Fa- were they honestly? They, were you blackballed from dodgeball? I mean, it, it was funny in in high school. It would be I'd be like. A, on one side and then like the the um teacher who had like a good arm too would be on the other side and it would just kind of be like me versus him and then all the other kids were kind of just like playing along with us but it was like it's super competitive me versus like the teacher just in like dodgeball and stuff like that but yeah i i, I always had a good arm it wasn't until i got older though i kind of realized like i could do something with this for sure yeah, playing dodgeball against you sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, because the problem I mean, is Matt could, Matt could look at the person straight ahead of him and peg the person yeah. 10 feet to the left. He just throws a dodgeball slider. Yeah, no, I, no, I had good movement. I, it was never straight. <laughs> so I didn't even know. I just threw as hard as I can and go either way. So, That's yeah, so dodgeball great. or, like, throwing snowballs as a kid and stuff. Yeah, just, just things like You're, that. He's like that scene from Elf, you know, when Will Ferrell is just the Gatling gun of snowballs. That's brash. Yeah. That's brash. So good. You talked about your role and coming in uh, with traffic. Do you feel like that's something you have to learn to love to be good at, being in those situations, being in tight games, close games? Yeah, I I feel like um, I was definitely nervous when I first do it because uh-huh. the last thing I want to do is score other people's runs. Yeah. Like If it's my own run, like I cause it and stuff. But if I come in and um, – like I, I think I remember earlier in the years in Detroit and I had like a really – bad inning like I hit a guy and then walked a guy and I scored like two of Gabe's runs or something like that I was just like that's like the worst feeling ever because I I didn't even give up a hit I like walked a guy in Mm. so it it can really wear on you and stuff like that and I used to get a little bit nervous going in but now it's almost like I probably like I am not letting this guy down like this is like my bullpen guy or if it's the starters it doesn't really matter like I'm coming in here and shutting the door and it's always like best feeling when you come in and like you pick someone up and they're like like Gabe gave me a hug the other day and I got like his, like his guy out from second. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. <laughs> just, just stuff Matt, like that. You, you saved a lot. <laughs> so it, it's definitely a very like high risk, kind of high reward. Like um, I got to come in and, and like, it's my job to like strike this guy out or whatever it is. But um, I feel like I've gotten really used to it and I, I really enjoy the competitive, like, like it, it's all on me at that point. I I got to do my job, and um, I, I I quite enjoy it to be honest. Matt, we really appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, appreciate Matt. It. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.